1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God is a God of miracles, and God was about to do an amazing miracle for a man called Naaman. Naaman was a commander in the Syrian army in the days of Elisha the prophet, but he had the death sentence disease of leprosy. As it happened, there was in his household a young Jewish slave girl who was captured during a raid by the Syrians on Israel. When she heard that her master had leprosy, she said he should go to see Elisha the prophet in Israel, and he would be healed. But when Naaman arrived at the prophet's home, Elisha didn't even come out of his house to meet him. He just told him to go and dip seven times in the river Jordan. Naaman was outraged. This is not what he expected. He turned around in his anger and went away saying, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. He had a preconceived idea of how he would receive his miracle and nearly missed it because of this. Don't miss out on what God wants to do in your life because of your preconceived idea of how he will work. Let God be God. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: And thank you for joining us. It's Phil here, along with author and pastor Ken Legg. And we're looking at miracles this week. It's quite an amazing story, isn't it, the one of Naaman? As you pointed out, uh, Ken, there, we too can miss what God wants to do in our lives if we have some rigid way we think about how he has to work, put him in our box.
1: Yeah. It reminds me of a story I once heard of a man
0: who wanted to have a
1: healing ministry, so he studied all the healings that Jesus performed to try to find the key. Mm. The technique, if you like. And after studying all the healings of Jesus, he came to this conclusion that no two healings were alike. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, he spoke the word. And uh, sometimes the sick person wasn't even present with him. He was in another place. Yep. Sometimes he laid on his hands. Sometimes he didn't touch them at all. Some sometimes fairly he unconventional things too, spitting in the mud. Spitting, and, I love that one. Yeah. I've tried Making that one. And, uh, it's not well received all the time, but <laughs> you've got to be led by the Spirit, I think, when you do that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he put, he put his finger in one man's ear, you know, and uh, on and on, you know, there were different ways. So, Phil, I think we can miss miracles because our culture has a preconceived idea about when, and where and how miracles occur. Mm. Let me explain what I mean there. Uh, We become accustomed to expect to see the miraculous, at least in some of our churches, in a specified place at a prearranged time through anointed people.
0: Yeah, it's got to be the pastor up the front of the church when yep. somebody's responded to an altar call or yep. something, and that's where it happens. This is your window of opportunity.
1: Mm.
0: It's not <laughs> like that, though. It shouldn't it's be. It's not like,
1: you know, or, or, or at the prearranged miracle crusade. This mm. is when you come, this is where we're doing miracles. Mm. And so we kind of expect to see it happen in that kind of environment. But you look at the ministry of Jesus, and you'll actually discover that most of the miracles he did, and, and the apostles, never actually took Place at times or places that were announced or predicted ahead of time. Mm. They didn't say come, you know, to a meeting at such a time and be healed. In fact, they were often what I call um, they happened if you like by interruption. Jesus was on his way somewhere, and he was confronted by a situation that was
0: not even considered as he started his day. You know, not even anticipated. In the modern day context, that would be we go to Woolworths or somewhere to get some milk, and an opportunity yeah. comes along the way to minister. And healings happen or miracles occur. Exactly.
1: In the marketplace, you know, they, they didn't happen in a churchy environment. Mm. But but out there
0: where the people were, that's where the miracles took place. What about the thought of uh, when we see revival, that's when we'll see miracles? It's kind of yeah. as if God can do things then, but he can't do it now. Yeah, of course, I believe in miracles. Uh, when we used to have a Bible school, we taught on miracles in the
1: history of the church and so on, revivals and that kind of thing. Um, But that's a sovereign thing, you know, when God is sovereignly moved in in a special way. But Phil, we need to be careful that we don't confine God to a specific season in which he will move. Otherwise, we don't expect him to move now. But when revival comes, that's when we'll see the miraculous. Mm. And of course, this week we're talking about not putting limits on God regarding the miraculous. So if we think like this, we'll miss the miracles that God wants to do today. Revival. Some people call that a visitation. Now, you think about a visitation for a moment. If I come and visit you in your home, uh, that means I'm going to come for a little while. I'm going to stay. We're going to have a cup of tea together, and you're going to bring out some of that wonderful chocolate cake, and then I'm going to go. So it's a temporary visit. Now, that's really old covenant thinking, is that God would show up at certain times Mm. and manifest his presence. Under the new covenant, he said, I will send the Holy Spirit and he will remain with you forever. Mm. He's not going to visit us. Yeah. Now, a revival is, yeah, people that are dead need to be revived, but we have received the, the life of Christ. And Paul says, what I want you to know is what you already have, that God would open your eyes that you might know that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that, that's resident in you. Yep. And I want you to get a revelation of who lives inside you now. Otherwise, we're going to remove miracles to this far distant time and place when God would choose to
0: visit us sovereignly in revival. So really you're saying it's not that you don't believe in revival, no. but it's more so let's not stop God doing what he wants to do today because we think it has to. we have to wait until that happens. Exactly. You know, somebody once misunderstood me when I was talking this
1: way and she came to me after the meeting and said, look, I disagree with what you said about revival. She said, I've been praying... Uh, for years with a lady who is now 84 and she got saved at an early age and she's been praying all her life for revival and we're not going to stop praying for revival. I said, well, just stop and think about what you've said. You know, this dear lady, God bless her, has been praying all her life for revival and please don't stop. But, you know, all her life she's not seen revival and uh, therefore she's living in the expectation of what is to come. Mm. God wants us to live in the expectation of what is now, what we have now.
0: Mm. I guess out of that comes revival, isn't it? Absolutely. We can live in revival daily. One other thing we touched on before is that we can sometimes uh, tend to think that God can only do things through special anointed people. You know, We tend to look up to the leaders to produce the goods, so to speak, and we're somehow not qualified to do that. Yeah, I agree. And of course, you know the Bible says
1: we're all anointed. You know, We often talk about the, the evangelist, he's really anointed. Well, we're all anointed. Uh, and the greatest miracle, actually, Phil, is you and me. You know, we're the miracles and in the midst of adversity, we often ask God, God, what's happening? God gave me an answer to that. He said, you're happening. (laughs) Mm. You are happening. (laughs) Life is not happening to us. We're happening to life. You know, Christ in us is happening to life. The lions didn't happen to Daniel. Daniel happened to the lions. The fire did not happen to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They happened to the flames, to Mm. the fire. Mm. You know, in difficult times in churches, we ask, what's happening? You know, what's happening in our church? Well, the answer is your church is happening in difficult times. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Now, nothing happens to salt, but salt happens to everything it's yeah. placed amongst. Yeah. Salt is sprinkled on meat, for example, and it, it prevents that meat from becoming putrid. Salt kills the corrupting germs. It draws out that superfluous moisture. It's an mm. antiseptic, if you like, in a sphere of of decay. Mm, Brings out the flavors in things, too.
0: Absolutely, and that's what we're like. We are happening to society. Mm. It reminds me of that saying, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough, they don't go shopping, they get going. Well, let's get going. Is that what you're saying? Let's be available to God, for God to to do something in us. Let me just share a testimony,
1: um, you know, like we we talked at the beginning of the program today about how we've got to be careful we don't confine miracles to a certain place and time and uh, environment and so on. There was uh, in in the church one of the churches that I pastored, There was an elder, and uh, he was a very reserved man. And he looked across the road and he thought, I've never, never shared the gospel with those neighbours directly across the road. And he's very kind of conservative, as I say. And he, he wanted, he just felt led by the Spirit to go and knock on the door and start ministering Christ. So yeah. what the Holy Spirit said to him, he said, get a few groceries together and just go across the road and say, look, I thought you might need these. So he did that. And he knocked on the door and he said, look, uh, as you know, I live across the road and we've hardly said boo to each other. I just thought you might need these. You know, we've got more than what we need. And the lady just burst into tears. She'd heard that day that she had been diagnosed with cancer. Wow. And anyway, to cut the long story short, he went on to pray for her and she got healed of cancer and he led her to Christ. Miracles happen. We happen to this world. It doesn't happen to us. Let's be available to God. Let's be
0: open for business. We're on the subject of miracles today and we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.